It's time for a moment of clarity with your hosts, Galen Dietering, Phil Stargell, and Ed Bondarenka. Faith, faith, faith politics, politics, history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your hosts, Gaylene, Phil, and Ed. Good afternoon. Hey, you know, Rick keeps telling me I got to stop saying that because he says I sound silly, but I'm going to keep opening with good afternoon. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm here with Phil and, uh, and the pastor are on a live remote out in, uh, let's see here. Uh, what city are you actually in, Phil? That would be Taylor. All right. They're out Taylor, in Taylor. We'll Taylor, talk Mich- about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right Taylor, off Michigan. of Fourth and Beach Daily. Fabulous. All right. So we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh, Ed, I think you're with us. Are you there, Ed? Because I can't yep, see I'm you. Here. Yep. All right. Ed is here with us, too, and Derek behind the controls. Derek, the Swiss Army knife of radio and uh, just our awesome producer. So, uh, hey, guys. Um, all right. I, I got to do this in order because I've been given notes so I don't miss anything. Um, but I have I am under strict orders that I have to ask if there's any news in curling. I have not been able to find anything noteworthy to report on in the world of curling because, as uh, many sports are right now, they are not playing due to the coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping the nation. All right. Well, you know, hey, there's that. I can see you now. Um, yeah, it's Rick has asked me to buy him a sweatshirt that says curling rocks. So I, I'm going to have to get him that. <laughs> but it seems a little gratuitous to, to me. Yeah. To get that. I don't know. If they sell them anywhere. Oh, no, actually, there's one online. He sent me a link. <laughs> He really wants this, so he had a birthday last week, and I uh, and I didn't uh, I didn't get him anything special, so that might be coming as a surprise. Oh wait a minute, he's listening. It's not going to be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that leads us to a moment on sports, Derek. What have you got for us? All right, good afternoon, and welcome to this moment on sports. My name is Derek Stone. June 2nd will mark the 85th anniversary of legendary New York Yankees outfielder Babe Ruth retiring from Major League Baseball. He started his baseball career as a pitcher and later played as an outfielder with the Boston Red Sox from 1914 to 1919. And his regular season pitching stats with the Red Sox, he had a win-loss record of 89-46, and a 2.19 earned run average, 483 strikeouts, 425 walks, a 1.14 whip, that's walks and hits per inning pitched. In other words, the amount of base runners allowed per inning. And he had 17 complete game shutouts. He led the American League with a 1.75 ERA and nine complete game shutouts in 1916. And his career World Series stats a 3-0 win-loss record, 0.87 ERA, 8 strikeouts, 10 walks, 0.94 whip, and one complete game shutout. And that, and he pitched 14 innings in Game 2 of the 1916 World Series, where he allowed one run on six hits with four strikeouts and three walks, 
in the Red Sox's 2-1 win over the Brooklyn Robins. And he became a great hitter toward the end of his tenure with the Boston Red Sox, as evidenced by him leading the AL with 11 home runs in 1918. And then he led the American League with 29 home runs, 113 runs batted in, 103 runs scored, 456 on base percentage, and 284 total bases in 1919. And then he made his big leap as a home run hitting slugger with the New York Yankees between 1920 and 1934. During the regular season, he batted 349 with 659 home runs and 1,978 runs batted in, 484 on base percentage, 1,852 walks, 2,518 hits, 424 doubles, 106 triples, 1,959 runs scored, and 5,131 total bases. He was a 10-time American League home runs leader. Plus, he had five top 10 finishes in AL home runs. He was a four-time AL runs batted in leader. Plus, he had nine top 10 finishes in AL RBI. He led the American League with a 378 batting average in 1924. Plus, he had nine top 10 finishes in AL batting average. He was a nine-time American League on-base percentage leader, plus he had five top-five finishes in AL on-base percentage. He was a seven-time AL run-scored leader, plus he had four top-ten finishes in American League run-scored. He was a five-time AL total bases leader, plus he had another seven top-ten finishes in AL total bases. He led the American League in walks 11 times, plus he had three top 10 finishes in American League walks. He was a five-time American League extra base hits leader, plus he had seven top 10 finishes in AL extra base hits. And during his World Series career as a home run hitting slugger, he batted 347 with 15 home runs, 30 runs batted in, 33 walks, 41 hits, five doubles, one triple, 37 runs scored, and 96 total bases. And his career achievements, he was a two-time American League All-Star. Now, the Amer- the All-Star Major League Baseball All-Star game did not start until the early 1930s. Had it started in the 1920s, he would have been at least a 12-time American League All-Star, probably 15 to be on the safe side. He was the 1923 American League Most Valuable Player. He won seven World Series titles, three with Boston and four with New York, and he is a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Certainly a legendary baseball player, arguably the greatest home run hitting slugger of all time in Major League Baseball history. That's my moment on sports. Gaylene, go ahead and take it away. Thank you very, very much for that, Derek, for that interesting and always fascinating sports stats. Hey, I got to ask, did you ever watch Tag, the ultimate tag? On, we've seen it. It's kind of fun. No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I'm going to keep bugging you until you do. And then I'm going to change it up and find something else to ask you about. <laughs> I mean like that. Hey, okay, so we're going to chat today about something really interesting. Uh, Phil and the pastor are out doing a live remote. Right now, they are 
in Taylor, Michigan at God's Family Room at 8813 Beach Daily Road. And if you guys want to go meet them, shake their hand, just be ready to open your heart. Remember last week, we told you all that they were going to be doing a fundraiser and diaper drive for the Crisis Pregnancy Center. It's the Lincoln Park Crisis Pregnancy Center. This is a pro-life drive assisting young women to... uh, keep their babies, be able to care for their children. And uh, we really want to support this. This is a great organization. So go ahead, Phil. I'm going to let you take it away here. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we are at one of the two locations in Taylor today. And uh, we're at God's, uh, Gaylene said, uh, God's Family Room in 8813 Beach Daily Road. And then there's another location on St. John's. Uh, that's 13115 Telegraph Road. And it says here, use the North Line Road entrance. So the things that uh, we uh, are looking for today are donations, of course, for the Crisis Pregnancy Center. And they'll be accepted all day, of, of, of course. And, but, and it's preferred, it's checks made payable to the Lincoln Park CPC. And other uh, things that could be donated is Infamil, infant formula, powdered, the 12 and a half ounce ore of the can, and then baby shampoo, body wash or wipes, and baby bottles, eight ounce baby, baby bottles. And those are things that uh, if you, you're out here, drop them off, and uh, this will be greatly appreciated. And uh, we will be glad to see you and meet and greet you and say hello. And Pastor Rick will uh, give you some of his insight. And uh, it'll be a great day. So come on out and join us. Yeah, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And I'll tell you, um, the uh, the other location, so maybe you don't want to get a picture with Rick. I, I don't know, Pastor. Uh, Pastor, he, he might pose for a picture with you. But I'll tell you what's really supposed to be cool. Phil, confirm for me, is the Trump Unity Bridge actually at the other location? Is it at the St. John's Lutheran Church? Yes, that's where it is. Uh, unfortunately, Go get a picture we- with that. Yes, that that would be a great thing for people to do. That uh, that Unity Bridge has made some appearances in some great places, so you could get a chance to get a picture of taken there. I'm going to try to get over there later on today if I can and uh, get picture taken myself with it. I think that would be awesome. I want a picture with it too, but I'm stuck here in the studio. So hey, we've got a caller on the line. Um, you know what? Uh, and then uh, Ed wants to add something too. Let's let's Ed go ahead and say what you want to say, and then we're going to invite Bruce Fleury into the into the show on the phone. I was just going to say that uh, when we had the Drift Radio Show, we had uh, Rob uh, talking about his trip across the states with the bridge, and he talked about getting out to California at one point and the reaction he got there, and it was somewhat positive. It, it was negative and positive, but you remember getting stuck with the bridge and the truck and not being able to get out of this one location. And people came out and helped him. And they maybe just wanted to get rid of him, but they were very <laughs> helpful and friendly to him. And he won a lot of people over as he talked to them about the bridge, the truck, you know, what he was doing. It was yeah. very, very interesting. 
I think it's really interesting. The the bridge started out as a motorcycle trailer. I was looking him up on Wikipedia just kind of just to see what I had to say, and it is. And they said something about yes, this is a legally owned and operated tr- uh, motorcycle trailer that's been converted. And I and I thought it was funny that they that they had to say that it was some legally owned and operated something or other. I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, folks, go on out, hit both locations, take a check to one, take some diapers to another, take some wipes, take some bottles go on out there and support this great cause of assisting young women in crisis pregnancy to keep their children and keep their babies safe and i think that's a great thing so hey let's invite bruce on uh bruce flurry on the phone how are you doing today bruce good afternoon bruce hey good afternoon (laughs) phil and uh hey guys uh a good good show so far um you know this is really an important issue here uh because when while the left is doubling down on abortion uh, their activities and, that, and and stealing money by the way from uh, the federal government you know as you Planned Parenthood got nailed on that one um, you know we have got to let do our best do our darndest to let young women know that there is an alternative to uh, to to abortion to ending that young child's life before. That baby is even born, and you know Phil and I, you know, you know, we've been uh, uh, harping on the fact that, you know, the overwhelming uh, number of abortions, uh, upwards of what forty three percent is it now, Phil? Uh, yes. That take place in the uh, in in this country are targeting uh, black inner city communities. Exactly and, right. Yeah, and. So this is why we have to support crisis pregnancy centers. My sister uh, up in Grand Blanc has been uh, uh, helping out in, in that regard for years. She's very pro-life. She's, uh, she's a retired nurse uh, married to a wonderful uh, former Detroit uh, police officer um, for, well, over 20 years now, I think it is. But, you know, she is, uh, she is just uh, 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 an angel, and so are all these other folks that, that, that do this. They... They they stand out in front of uh, abortion mills, uh, silently praying, giving uh, giving uh, testimony and, and talking to uh, talking to young women if they, you know, if, if they're allowed to and that type of thing. And they wind up saving uh, not every not every baby, but quite a few of them. And that is just so heartwarming to know that uh, the power of prayer and the power of, uh, of of the human voice has such a positive effect. To really change people's minds and 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 yes. their hearts too, um, so yeah, definitely uh, we need to support the crisis pregnancy centers, especially now since there's so much people who are laboring under stay-at-home orders and and that type of thing. They can't get out, they can't go in person to donate materials and that type of thing in a lot of cases. So one one of the things that they really need to do, we need to do, is to support them financially. And uh, yes, I, I'd like to get yes. that address so I can send a donation in to to help these folks. Um, you know, uh, uh, so if you could get that information out again, Phil, uh, that would be uh, that would be fantastic. You know, I I've, oh, yeah. I've had the pleasure of being a published author, and the subject of my book is this whole abortion and eugenics issue. And you know, guys. Um, this is uh, we have a, we have a type of we have we don't have a governor, uh, folks. We have a dictator, someone who sa- says what I say goes. My orders have the the force of law, 
And the really disgusting thing is that she is such an overwhelmingly, uh, uh, almost rabid supporter of abortion, uh, along with yes. uh, her attorney general. And to say that liquor stores and the lottery and the uh, and, and the and, and the pot, uh, the marijuana shops, they're all they're all uh, essential um, things and. And and abortion is an essential. This is according to uh, Governor Twitmer. I call her Twitmer, Reggie Twitmer, something, Reggie Twitmer myself. She says that abortion is a necessary medical procedure, and get this, a life affirming activity. Yeah, we've heard that. We have yeah. heard that. Thanks a lot for your call, Bruce. Um, we've got a couple other things to cover, but I thank you for your call. And, Phil, will you please put out those addresses again? We really need to get those addresses out. Sure. Right. Thing. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll continue to listen online after I hang up. But, again, yeah. uh, oh. keep up the great work. Phil, you sound great on location. This is uh, this is a first for you, so <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, yeah. my friend. And uh, maybe I'll be able to join you next time in person. So we'll talk to you down the road. Again, keep up the great work, and God bless. God bless all, all the wonderful pro-life folks out there that want to that want to that, that help uh, preserve innocent life. So take care with that. I'll leave you, let you go, and I'll continue to listen online. So take care, folks. Great. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much, Bruce. Uh, we are at the uh, the location in Taylor. Uh, this is God's family room, and that address is eighty eight. 13 Beach Daily Road. And then the other location is St. John's at 13115 Telegraph Road. And it also says here to use the North Line Road entrance. And uh, you should be able to get in there and, and take care of whatever it is and be on your way. So thanks hey, a lot. Yep. Go ahead. Hey, so though that's also on Facebook, right? that people can look up this event to get those addresses on Facebook. Yeah, this is the uh, Lincoln Park Crisis Community Center. So you should be able to find it there as well. So folks, please, if you're sitting at home, don't hesitate to send them a check. You can do that even if you're not going out, if you're social distancing, if you're staying at home, if you're whatever you're doing, you can still support these. And, you know, I also I just want to bring out that there's a lot of crisis pregnancy centers out there. This is really interesting. I um, I was in communication with a, you know, friend on Facebook who um, I posted something about about uh, pro-life. And this person wrote back to me, and I use friend in quotes because you don't necessarily know everybody on Facebook, but uh, she said to me, oh, you Christians, all oh, you pro-life people, you don't do anything to support these babies that you want to have born. What are you doing? Guess what? And so I started listing off crisis pregnancy centers that provide. There are so many of them around. In uh, in Monroe, there's Selah's Center of Hope, and they actually will take women in and house them so yeah. that young women and educate them and get them working 
and helping them to learn about finances and how to be a good employee and do parenting classes. There's in Ypsilanti, there's um, Family Life Services, and they do much the same thing. They don't have a residence program. Lots of counseling. Um, there's Arbor Women Health, which is primarily serving U of M students, um, finding themselves in a decision-making. They help them with decisions and counseling. And then there's the Lincoln Park Crisis Pregnancy Center, which is who we're supporting today. There are a lot of Christian organizations out there who are actively giving physical assistance, who are actively giving the kind of boots on the ground assistance that women need, not just aborting babies and stealing money that is designated for COVID like Planned Parenthood does. So I want to just change the topic just a teeny bit because um, I think this is a this is uh, something that Bruce brought up too, which is Planned Parenthood taking money. And there's an online petition. Now, I know Ed and I were chatting earlier about online petitions and do these actually do any good? I don't know. But I think that that Hey, if we can have mail order ballots, why can't we have a valid online petition? I think we need to work at supporting this. They're talking about calling on Planned Parenthood to pay back every single penny of taxpayer funding that it received as part of coronavirus disaster recovery assistance. How in the world did they get coronavirus money? They don't provide life affirming services that that need coronavirus money. They're not making respirators. They're not they're not caring for people who are sick and ailing. They're not hospitals. How are they getting this money? So I think that there's something that's called restorationofamerica.com uh, that I saw online. Don't know if it's legit, but you they're not necessarily asking for money that I can see. They're just trying to get a petition out there to get Planned Parenthood to pay it back. Ed, did you have something you wanted to add for that? Uh, not in particular, know. unless, like I was saying, if you go to Facebook, if you want to you know, can't remember the addresses, go to Facebook, yep. look under events, and you will see second um, second annual pro-life crisis pre pregnancy center drive. So, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that, because I didn't know where to look for it. So uh, what's coming up in the second half here, Phil? I know we've got some interviews coming up. Who are we going to talk to? Well, uh, probably uh, we, we could probably get get uh, the pastor to, to, to make one quick uh, entry here before um, before we leave the program. At least we can get him in to say. Oh, well, hey, it. that would be great. And that's Pastor Jeff Jones. And is Pastor Jeff Jones running for office? Uh, he's running. Yes. yes, he's running against Debbie Dingle. Okay, oh, that's awesome. yes, yes. Well, yeah, we can talk to him after the break. Out. That's okay. He's, he's, oh. he's coming over now. All right. All right. Well, hey, Pastor Jones, I know you can't hear me, but Phil, I'm going to let you interview him. And from where he's standing, I'm sure I can hear him just fine. Okay. Would you come in and give your give your name and what you're running for? Can you? Name and serial number. Jones. I'm running for uh, U.S. House uh, in the 12th District here in Michigan against Debbie Dingell. 
That's great. I tell you, uh, what what kind of stand does he take? Let's ask him that. What's his... Uh... Oh, good. Now he's got headphones. All yes. right. So, Pastor Jones, uh, this is Gaylene, and I would like to know kind of what your stand is. What are you... Why particularly do you want to run against Debbie Dangle? Can you tell me that quickly, like 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah sure. You know, I mean, this is my third attempt, but I just believe that... Um, our constitution is important to us. It's what unites us, and she unfortunately attacks it at every level. The first, second, the the fourth, the fifth, the eighth, ninth, and tenth, and the fourteenth. She says that if she could get away with eliminating due process, she would. She said that the uh, the Ten Commandments are um, archaic to today's society, and the Bible's irrelevant. And I just think "Thou shalt not kill" is probably relevant kind of today. Um, "Thou shalt not lie" is probably relevant. Maybe people don't like to hear those kind of things, but those are the those are the foundations of community, good community. And and also, is she uh, pro uh, eliminating? The she's she's pro death. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, but e eliminating the uh, the uh, okay electoral guys. college. Electoral college, yeah, she's uh, yeah, because yeah, I okay. Phil, I got to break in here because we're just about to go to break. So let's come on back to this. I want to hear more about this after the break. Okay. Okay. with Kayleen Datering, Phil Stargell, and Ed Bondarenka on Wham! And we're back. And I'm loving it because we have such a fun time out there at our live remote. And so I want to toss this back over to Phil because Phil's got some interviews lined up for us and this is going to be really interesting. So I think that we're going to continue talking to Pastor Jeff Jones. Is that right? Yes, it is. Thank you very much. And again, we're talking to Pastor Jeff Jones and I asked him before the break, what was uh, the position of um, Debbie Dingle on the electoral college? Because there is a big movement to try to get that eliminated. So I know that your stand on it probably is a little bit different. Yeah, um, well, I have a constitutional stand. I think Debbie Dingell forgot that she took an oath when she got in the office, like most of Congress has. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly um, uh, those on the on the flip side of, uh, of the aisle that, that that forget that it's the Constitution that unites us. Yes. And, uh, and it's the Constitution that it's all about. <laughs> I mean, they define it. So if you want to change that, you're talking about it's not just something that people can say and stand behind a box and run away. Mm -hmm. It's something that they would have to they would have to address uh, in regards to changing the Constitution, uh, which would be multiple years possibly away from being taken, or it would take a uh, uh, a convention of the states yeah. in order for that and, and so what do you think uh is your most important issue that you disagree with um, debbie dingle on because they're they're uh, a line of ascension from our uh, uh john dingle's father to now that's close to 100 years of uh 80 84 or <laughs> five years or something like yeah. that i would think that um, community changes but i think we can see that we can see the effect of that if you ever come down river and you can, and people who live downriver or moved out of downriver yeah. know the effect 
of 80-some years of a dynasty politic. Hey, yeah. let's not forget Ypsilanti, Pastor. Yeah, well, of course, of course, Ann Arbor and, you know, Ypsilanti. And so the decay in, in the auto industry, the steel industry, um, uh, the just maybe maybe even just union unions in general that have all been weakened and uh, and that's their doing and nobody else is doing our economy has been ruined by them so most people don't wear it. but i guess my you number know, one I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just wanted to break in here for just a second because, you know, it was really interesting when, when President Trump came and visited the Rossonville plant. I saw a bunch of people standing along the street corner with signs that say UAW for President Trump. Yeah, and I love that. Hallelujah. It is great. Break and, away from the... Quit drinking the Kool-Aid, people. Yeah, Quit right, drinking right. the Kool-Aid. Kayleen, hey, <laughs> you, you must have been reading my mind because that was where I was going because... What I wanted to ask him, and I'm going to ask the guest coming up behind him, what do you think about the fact that the president came here and Michigan is the, the manufacturing capital of the world and nobody got a chance to say anything about whether or not Michigan could get some of the pharmaceutical industry that are bringing, being brought back to American shores? Well, certainly, and we've got, we've, we've got a couple of them in Ann Arbor as well. So Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer's there. Well, they sold mm -hmm. that big that big complex. They sold that to the U of M. You know, and and, and again, these are some of the problems though uh, underlying too, because Ann Arbor is saturated with uh, dioxane in their groundwater, and that's from basically just rinsing rinsing test tubes. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's a it's a it's a it's a byproduct of research industry, and someone's been careless. It didn't just happen. It's happened over 80-some years, yeah. and no one's been... Well, there was a big right. spill, too. There's a big spill right out there off of Wagner Road that is yeah. that was under um, Governor Blanchard wasn't forced to be cleaned up. So yeah. uh, when Governor so Blanchard didn't clean up that spill, now, and, and I'm sure that's why my sister died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, because she used to swim yeah. in Dolph Pond, that little uh -huh. lake that's right there yeah. next to it, and that lake was poison and nobody knew it at the time that it was dead and and now my sister is I gone said, because of non hodgkin's lymphoma you know it's amazing that you bring that up because debbie dingle um and has served on a committee in washington that is really how epa and and deq gets their money and so she's been protecting the the, the dingle family spillage and laziness in regards to cleaning up the community especially the water along Lake Erie, the Detroit River. I mean, we can go on and on and on. And they're the sole protectorate of that environment. So um, I, I just, I, it's a facade that they're, that they're pro-green at all. And I'll pass the baton. Yes, we're going to pass the baton to our next candidate. And sit down and give your name and, uh, and give us your district that you're running for and who would you... Um. My name is Derek Yorkos, and that's spelled G-Y. Yeah, you can sit back a little bit. I can hear you great. Okay. That's spelled G-Y-O-R-K-O-S. And uh, I'm running in District 12, which is the uh, for state rep, which is Taylor, Romulus, and Van Buren Township. And speaking of uh, state uh, office, this is a very important office because the situation to allow a president to come into this town and nobody gets any any information about what we can do to improve uh, the job prospects because right now uh, I was just looking at a year ago in December 
not quite a year ago in December, uh, how low the the uh, the unemployment rate was for for young black people, and uh, it was lower than it ever had been in in history of uh, that they've been taking those numbers, and now we've got unemployment that never has been seen in the history of the uh, uh, of the uh, unemployment numbers. So, uh, what do you think? as a local state uh, government uh, candidate that we can do to get that employment back up to the numbers that were before. One of the issues that I see uh, is that we have a lot of vacant uh, industrial buildings in this area. For instance, where they're building the uh, defibrillators or Mm -hmm. or, not the defibrillators out there at Ross and ventilators. Ventilators. The ventilators. Yeah. How long has that building been sitting vacant? Yes. And what about the uh, Kelsey Hayes building? Yes. In, uh, in Romulus. Yeah. What about the, uh, the the Dairy Fresh building here in Taylor, which is a refrigerated warehouse? Our state rep should be uh, the biggest salesman for this area. What jobs has he brought in? He hasn't brought any jobs. The only thing he wanted to do was turn this into a sanctuary city and state. That's what legislation he brought forth uh, in Lansing. And so, and then the first thing he did once he got elected, he threw a pizza party in Southwest Detroit for his friends and family. Where's my slice of pizza? That's where I want to know. I didn't get anything. So, (laughs) you you know, and and that's true. And that's that's not made up. That's That's a fact. I think that that's a really good point. You know, what am I getting out of this? And people are, unfortunately, people are looking at what am I getting out of it for free? And I think that one of the differences between a conservative and a leftist is that we don't want it for free. We want the opportunity to work for it. We want jobs. We want to work for it. We want to have we want to have dignity, not just pride. Pride is pride is, you know, a sin, but we want to have the dignity of knowing that what we did was work for what we have. Go ahead. And, Ed, you got a and we don't and we don't want to give it away to people who don't want to work for it. That's exactly well, right. If they can't if they can't work for it, it's different. But if you don't want to work for it, I don't want to have to support you. Right. One Go ahead, like, uh, Derek. Well, one of the things is once you work for it, you, you have pride into it and you're going to take care of it. When you give something to somebody for free without any obligation, they don't take care of it the same way as if they had to earn it with their sweat. You know what I mean? And I, I agree with that completely. I agree with things, that completely. One of the things I say, you know, you see this this building up of uh, a couple fact automotive factories in Detroit. And the people come out in Detroit and say, we're going to give Detroit residents first stab at these jobs. Well, wait a minute. What about the guy from District 12? Doesn't he get a shot at that? Where's our state rep saying, hey, that's not fair? Shouldn't the best qualified be hired? What about the people out here that would want an opportunity to work in the automotive industry? Are they being denied that? That doesn't make sense. That's not what our country is all about. Our country is about fairness and giving everybody a shot. And our yep. state rep should be, should be asking these young people, hey, would you like an opportunity to work in this industry? And if they say, yes, well, here, let me show you how I can help you. He has not come out and said anything like that. So how can he, so how can someone young expect to uh, 
someone to look out for them to help keep industry here. And like the, the Dairy Fresh building, that the, there was like 300 union jobs that were lost there. But that's a refrigerated warehouse. Those were food warehouses are in such high demand in this country. I can't believe it's sat for almost two years now empty. That's ridiculous. That's that's really interesting. Thank you very much for that. Hey, I want, you know, we've got a caller that's going to be coming yeah. in here. So go can ahead. I, can I can, you one, can have. Can I say one thing? I would sure. like to thank Jeff for inviting me down here in, in short notice, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. Absolutely. Hey, you know, I just want to say, I, I also want to say, Thank you a lot to Joe for for setting this up for us to be there. Joe, thank you very much. I think that uh, I think that this is a really good event. So, folks, I want you to go down there, take your donations. Um, you can see the Trump Unity Bridge at uh, at the St. John's Lutheran Church at 13115 Telegraph Road. Use the North Line Road entrance. Go there with your donation. Ma checks made out to the Lincoln Park CPC. That's the Crisis Pregnancy Center. Go on down there. Take clean new bottles still in packaging clean new diapers wipes shampoo still in their packaging because of the covid they can't take any used items down there and also then you can come on over and meet these candidates shake their hands say hi talk to them ask them questions they're there derek Gierkos is there for he's running for state rep Pastor Jeff Jones is there. He's running against Debbie Dingle. Come down and talk to these guys, all right? This is right. really important. Can I say one more thing? Sure enough. I, today was the original Memorial Day, and it was changed in 1970 to the, uh, I think, the last Monday of the month. But uh, 62 years ago, a guy by the name of Richard Jorkis and a lady by the name of Gloria Equinazio got married. And they've been married for 62 years, and they raised three, uh, four kids, three boys and a daughter, on Coates and uh, Monroe Boulevard here in Taylor. Those are my parents, and I wanted to say happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Well, happy anniversary. And I'd just like to say one thing. People ask, are you left or are you right? I'd like to say I'm a realist. I'm just real about what's going to work and whether it comes from upstairs, downstairs, to the right, to the left, whatever. That's what we got to do. We got to figure out things that work and then implement those plans. Well, I would thanks agree a lot with so that. much for coming over and uh, giving your opinion and letting the people know about where you stand on the issue. I appreciate. I just appreciate you having me. Thank we, you very we, much. We want to get uh, our good friend. Yes, go ahead. Put the, come on in, uh, Joe. And then, and then we're going to get, and then we're going to get Pastor Rick Big Bittering in. But we need to get Joe in here. Good yeah, afternoon, Joe. Thank Leonard. you, Phil. All thank right. you, Gaylene. And yeah, we're wanted, happy to have you. I wanted to quickly get in some thank yous if I could. Uh, you know, Jason Mueller is the twelfth Wayne twelfth chair. And if you want any information about this event uh, and future events or our meetings. You can email Wayne12thChairman at gmail.com. That's Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, 12, the number 12, Wayne12thChairman at gmail.com. Carol Alley and Loretta Wilson, who should be over at the other uh, St. John's location. Certainly Jeff Jones. Uh, he's not only helped us, this is our second time here at God's Family Room. 
Father Ziley over at St. Uh, John's Lutheran for giving us a second drop-off location. Rob Cordes for coming out with the Trump Unity Bridge, although I understand he's gone now because apparently some snowflakes didn't like the Trump Unity Bridge there, made some complaints. So the Trump Unity Bridge is gone now, unfortunately. Uh, oh, too bad. Yeah. Is he coming your way by any chance? Is he going to come well, on over? Well, he was, but he thought he was going to Beach Daily in Redford, so he kind of got sidetracked and lost, so no, he won't be here. But I want to thank Brandon Drake back there at WAM for, you know, putting all our events on the WAMradio.com community calendar like today's is. And anybody still looking for info can go to WAMradio.com, the community tab, scroll down, find the Wayne 12th Pro-Life Event 2.0. And, uh, of course, Derek Stone back there. Got to give him a shout-out. And I have to, of course, thank Pastor Rick, my great friend Phil Stargell, you, Gaylene, and last and most certainly least, <laughs> Ipsy Ed. Hey, uh, what are the hours of this fundraiser? <laughs> and you're right. Ed is an agitator, and he is the one that told me to tell you not to change the subject, but we are going to change the subject just a little bit here. So can you please tell us the hours for this drive so that people know when to come so they're not disappointed by missing you? Exactly. Well, again, uh, you can always go to whamradio.com, uh, the community tab, see all the info, get the addresses so we don't have to keep repeating it. But we're, we started at 2 We'll be here till 5, and again, Pastor Rick was saying once uh, the live broadcast is done, we'll be moving over to YouTube for another hour or two. So if you know Pastor Rick's YouTube site, and I'm sure when he comes on, he'll give it again so that we'll be able to do that. But uh, we appreciate everybody coming out and helping. You know, times are really tough right now, and single mothers are really, really having a bad, because charitable donations are down right now. Yes. Uh, people are out of work. They're suffering. They don't have it to give. So if you have something to give to help out single mothers, please swing by, uh, you know, diapers, whatever, uh, a check, cash. We're happy to take cash. Uh, Telegraph and Northline Road. You can't miss the church. Or uh, Beach Daily here, God's Family Room between Wick and Ecorse Roads. That's a great thing. So I think that what you are doing is is really wonderful. Thank you for this, Joe. And I just want to point out that we have listeners who are in different areas. Some of you can't drive up to Wayne County. Okay, so what? There are crisis pregnancy centers all over near you. If you're listening in your city and you're not near one, I bet you are and you don't even know they exist. Please start looking up crisis pregnancy centers and do not be fooled because a lot of times you'll pull up abortion clinics along with crisis pregnancy. So I want you to be real careful, but look at what kind of services are provided before you donate. And these folks here at the Lincoln Park Crisis Pregnancy Center are helping women keep their babies. So hey, Pastor Rick, Rick is here, so let's talk to him. And Pastor Rick is, is running for... I, I, that's not important. What I'm running for today, I'm running as a local office. I'm running for yeah. a township supervisor in my township. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what I want to talk about here. Oh, okay. There's a lot of times where there are people that complain that, the, that those of us that are pro-life never give an alternative position to help the girls out. Yes, yes. And, and this is something 
these pregnancy centers do is they provide an answer to young girls that are frightened, they're pregnant, they don't know what to do. And at first they think the only option they have is to murder their child. Yes. And I will restate that. They feel the only option they have is to murder their child. And yet there's help out there for them, like mm-hmm. CPC, like Ar- Arbor uh, Women, and like uh, uh, Sailor Services. Center of Hope. Sailor Center of Hope. They all offer, there's something in every community that offers hope. We don't sit here and just yell, hey, um, no abortion, then don't offer help. Yes. These centers are important to the lives of our children that are coming into this world and if we don't help them out they don't exist so and i really miss my listeners i have to tell you that but running for office i cannot have a show and 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 i thank you guys for allowing me to come on as a guest but here's what i wanted to say if you are pro-life do something about it Mm -hmm. don't sit back and say i'm pro-life and then all of a sudden don't help the families that actually need their help these girls that are in crisis these girls that need help and this is what this is all about today. So after after the show today, we're going to go live uh, on YouTube, or we're going to try to. People should be able to go to shortly after. It's going to take me a while to get it set up in the computer. Uh, go to uh, research Pastor Rick hyphen CPC fundraiser. That's what I'll put it underneath under YouTube. Go again. Go to Google Pastor Rick hyphen CPC fundraiser uh, YouTube. Hit that on Google, and you should be able to find the live event and come up, and then you and I, Phil, will sit here and we'll, we'll broadcast live for an hour or so. We'll see how it goes. Folks, don't stay at home. If you sit there and say, I am pro-life, and I know I say that a lot if you sit there, but in this case, I mean it. If you're just sitting on your rear end and doing nothing for for these pregnancy centers, you're not really standing by your convictions of doing hey. what you say you are. Hey, you know, I, I, I like that because, you know, if all you want to do is sit, you can get in your car and sit in your car and yes. drive. The only exercise you got to do is steering and pressing the gas on the brake to get there and to give them a donation. Hey, Ed had something to add to this conversation. Ed, what is it you wanted to add? Well, when Pastor Rick was talking, I was reminded, he was talking about supporting these people. I was reminded of a very famous guy said, uh, truly, I tell you, whatever they did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Amen to that. Amen. Amen and amen. That's you know, a good that, quote. <laughs> yeah, where have I heard the that? The Bible is a good quote. Anytime you quote <laughs> it. Yes. There, there's the two there things. It was in red letters. Say. Yeah, there's two two people you can quote, and you know that you'll be quoting a good source. First one is Jesus. When you quote the Lord Jesus or you quote the Bible, that's a good source. Or when you quote me. Those are the only two quotes you have <laughs> oh, need no. to know is, is to quote <laughs> me or quote the Bible, all right? And, and you know you're right on. Hey, you guys uh, got a lightning rod there? <laughs> well, they're sitting under a canopy with a metal. Yeah, they're they're sitting under a canopy with a with a metal frame. So you know that could act as a lightning rod. Yeah, if, if folks, if you hear a big explosion sound and and some sizzling and uh, and like that, that that could be Rick getting struck with lightning. But uh, let's hope not. I am not saying that everything I say is inspired. I will leave that up to history to decide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Move away, Phil. Move away. <laughs> I, I think I see Gary in the background Run running away. Yeah. He got smart. So, uh, <laughs> folks, really, these young girls, these young families that are facing pregnancies, uh, get out there and help them out. They need your help. 
And yeah. understand, yeah. too, that it's not always just a young woman coming in for help, although a lot of them are. Sometimes it's a young woman and the father of her child. And these crisis pregnancy centers are there to provide education, support, items of need to both to the family because they want to keep the families together if that's a possibility and a lot of organizations out there no you can't get help unless you're unless you're a single person um but no these crisis pregnancy centers want families to be families they want to help you without separating and keeping them uh, together is the fastest way out of poverty. So you you cure two problems at the at the same time. You lift people out of poverty and you save lives. Amen. That is it. That is exactly right. Lifting people out of pro- poverty is is a really big thing. And sometimes it's just a hand up. I remember having a girl. Um, who was uh, who worked for me for about ten minutes uh, when I was at a portrait studio, and she ended up because she was trying to go to college and she was working and she had a child, and when they found out that she was working, they wanted to take away her funding so that uh, because she and when she went to school, so she had to make a choice: do I work? Do I go to school? do I get assistance? And she ended up having to quit the job so that she could get the assistance so she could go to school. And it's like everything was stacked against her. Everything was stacked against her. And she was wonderful. She was a wonderful employee and a wonderful girl and she wanted to work. So what's cool about some of these organizations is that they're out there helping you to be productive. And I don't mean reproductive. I mean, they're helping you both to be both to save your baby's lives, but also to become a productive member of society. Go ahead, Pastor. Uh, Just real quick, again, and I know we're coming up towards the end. Uh, Again, after this, as soon as this is done, I will be going to the computer, setting up the Pastor Rick hyphen CPC fundraiser on YouTube. Search that out on on, uh, Google. Hopefully you can find it and you can join us on YouTube. All right, you guys. Well, that's our show for today. Our music has started, and we will talk to you later. Please go to that YouTube channel. All right, have a great week. You've been listening to A Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your hosts, Galen Dietering, Phil Stargell, and Ed Bondarenka. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio.